On this podcast, we talk about the books, both old and new, that are worth putting on your to-be-read list. Tuesday's episodes are spoiler-free, so have no fear. And if you've already read this one, want to hear the ending, or have questions you want to discuss, let's talk Thursdays, where there will obviously be spoilers. Angela with Enjoy Life with me. It is Thursday, so there will be spoilers in this episode. If you want to avoid them, go back and listen to Tuesday's episode because today we are going to be talking about Saving Shadow by Lara Beers, which is the first book in her Beckett Files series, but we are going to be discussing things that have spoilers, so you've been warned. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read the back cover synopsis again today because I did that Tuesday. So if you want to hear it, go back, listen to Tuesday's episode, then come and finish this episode. Because I'm going to jump right in with the first thing I discussed was um, that the love story seemed a little rushed. And typically I like a little more time between like the sparks to the I love you. Um, But it made it like a third of the way before we got to that point in this book and that isn't a serious deterrent it's just something to note um and I did think of another thing to mention it's not necessarily um a complaint as much as a warning that the prologue in this is mentioned again in the second book so if you're not one to binge a series like I am then (laughs) you'll need to be aware that this prologue is mentioned in the second You've been warned there, and then let's get over into the pros because that's always the most enjoyable part. I want to mention first that the epilogue is awesome. I feel like a lot of epilogues we read are like two paragraphs, and if you're lucky, it covers something besides the proposal or, you know, mention of the wedding. But this has six pages of talking about all the good stuff, the wedding, the family, the future plans, everything gets wrapped up so nicely and I love it. Like I cannot tell you how excited I was when I realized how long this epilogue was. (laughs) And so that is probably the best part of this book. Um, As well as the characters, they were just really enjoyable. For those that don't catch on quickly, because I sure didn't, Lady Elizabeth is also Eliza. I've never heard Eliza being the nickname for Elizabeth, so apparently that's a thing. And I like the name Eliza, it's just I didn't catch on. It took me two pages, I had to go back and reread. But um, Eliza is this wonderful character. She's very independent. Even from a young age, she could stand her ground. I mean, she told Jonathan that he couldn't send her home. She just wasn't going to go. And that was just kind of inspiring. Something I uh, would like to become more of is independent and stubborn in all the good ways. It's just standing up for herself. And I think the characters we admire are things that we'd like to see more in ourselves so that was one thing I really liked about this character um I did always have to cringe though when she had to pretend to be less intelligent to avoid being called blue stocking which if you don't know is a woman who was into reading and politics and 
you know, intellectual things back in the day they didn't believe that women should be. And Eliza has this perfect photographic memory, basically. And so she was very intelligent and she had to downplay that. And that was kind of hard to watch because nowadays that's a really cool thing is a we're smart and intelligent. We just assume everyone should be. <laughs> but not being called blue stocking and only being seen as the Duke's daughter and her money, that was really hard. So it didn't surprise me that she didn't want to get married, that she just wanted to keep working as a spy. But watching her struggle with that last mission to France was hard because you knew she's smart, she understands that there's logical reasons that things happened, but sometimes logic doesn't always win with our emotions. And so her having to learn to trust a man with her safety and her heart was probably the hardest mission she's ever been on. <laughs> But thankfully, who she ends up with is Benedict, and they are great partners, and it was, he was such a lovable character, you know, teasing little blushes from her and being emotionally vulnerable, and you've got to love these, like, perfect guy moments because the beginning was kind of off-putting when he rattled off all of her youth activities to that group in the ballroom or when he was told that he was partnering with her and he adamantly refused to believe that she was Shadow. It was kind of cringy and painful. But thankfully he made up for it throughout the rest of the book uh, and ended up being one of her greatest defenders and supporters. And that was kind of touching. And I do want to mention Eliza's brother, Jonathan. He had this crazy development of character throughout the book. He started out as fearful and even angry at Eliza for joining the spy network, basically, by becoming an agent. But then he became one of her best, biggest supporters. Um, and I think that's very uh, sibling-esque <laughs> because anyone that has a younger sibling knows that you can pick on them, but if anyone else picks on them, then you're going to punch someone in the nose. And that may or may not happen in this book, because don't ever, you know, talk bad about someone's sibling. And then the last character I want to make sure we mention is George Larson. He was hilarious, especially when he was threatening Benedict. It seemed to bring him so much joy, and that was absolutely fantastic reading. <laughs> I did have a couple things that I wondered about, and you can tell me what you think, is how they kept things top secret when they were talking about different things, even though not all of the servants in their townhouses were former agents. So I'm like, do you just assume that your servants aren't listening at the door? Because I just always assumed they would be. So I wondered about that and also how did they keep the castle a secret from everyone? Because someone had to sell the castle. Someone had to be like the broker or, you know, real estate agent for it basically. And I mean, Eliza knew it was on the market to be sold. I mean, people knew it existed and I'm just curious how they kept it such a good secret because they're going to and from town often for different like balls and meetings 
with their uncle. Just an interesting thought, how they kept it all quiet. Was there anything you guys wondered about this book? Things that came up that you were like, oh, I wonder how they made that work or did that. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please tell me your favorite part of this book because mine was definitely the banter between them, especially when it got to doing it just to irritate Jonathan because what are siblings for? So I will be back Tuesday with another amazing book and I hope you have a great day.